0: Hello, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and happy International Women's Day, everyone. If you are a woman, I hope that you are maybe doing something to spoil yourself just a little bit today. And if you've got a woman in your life, well, you should at least give her a call today. At least give her a call, let her know that she matters a lot to you. You know, it's it's really important to have a little bit of gratitude Uh, and uh, women are something that I think we can all have some gratitude for. Even, even if women uh, are offensive occasionally, I think it's, uh, I think it just because we all emerge from a woman, right? I think that we can all have uh, gratitude for them. And there's this real well-known mood hack and this uh, mood hack What it is, is it's a mood hack that you do hourly, actually. And I see that my friend Daniel has dropped in, and that's great. I will take your call in just a few minutes. So there's this mood hack, and it's called Loving Kindness Meditation. You may have heard of this. I I thought that that was kind of a a really woo-woo sounding name, so I rebranded. this mood mood hack as uh, intermittent gratitude meditation. And what you do is you try to spend about 10 to 30 seconds hourly just wishing someone else in your life, could be anyone, could be friends, family, could be anyone really. And you just wish them a good day. You just spend 10 to 30 seconds wishing that they have a nice day and as a result it really gives you a nice little uptick in your in 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 your mood cuz gratitude is such a uh, such a holistic hack for getting us into more of a relaxed more of a coherent kind of state. You'll want to look into some of my content on uh, HRV stuff. So because it's International Women's Day, I'd suggest that you just think about a woman in your life and just wish her a nice day and try to do that hourly. And my little life hack for doing this on an hourly basis is about once an hour uh, about uh, hourly I tend to go to the bathroom <laughs> like a lot of people because I drink all sorts of I, I drink in a lot of water drinking a lot of tea drinking a lot of really great coffee and so when I go to the bathroom I try to spend you know you, you got a minute in there you got two minutes in there you can spare 10 to 30 seconds wishing a woman today while you're on the can uh, a good day and it'll I, I Perhaps there's some metaphysical, spiritual principle that perhaps comes into play that gives them a better day. I don't know, but it will at least make you feel a bit better. So you may want to look into that. And today, I'm going to be doing a biohacking consultation live with Daniel, who is in the UK. And you can call in whenever you are ready. I have this form on my website. It's a question and answer form, and I will answer now. Hey, Daniel. Are you there?
1: Yes, I am there. I am
0: not hearing you. I'm, I presume that you're hearing me. I can hear, yeah. I might need Uh, to switch over to my headphones instead because my Bluetooth headphones, they seem to give me a little bit of trouble. Let me see if I've got... I'm going to unmute it, actually. Hey, Daniel. Bummer. I, uh, I did this the other day, and I managed to not have it muted. Okay, you can hear Daniel, but I cannot. No, I think that I should use a Bluetooth speaker that I have here on my phone, but I'm a little bit concerned that that may... Oh, great. Now I now I have Siri talking to me. I want to talk to Daniel, and instead I'm... Uh, I'm talking to Siri, so that is a non-optimal audiovisual situation. Hey, Daniel? Dearest Daniel, are you there? Okay, can everyone else hear Daniel? Okay, I do have the site unmuted. I might need to go ahead and just do this with my with my smartphone although i don't really like the i don't really like the the audio that my smartphone produces on my end so i'll go over to live cast and i should see myself live casting Daniel, if you want to say something. Yes, we cannot hear Daniel. So if need be, if need be, unfortunately, the rest of the audience may be bereft of our conversation and we'll just have to do it via Skype because have a little bit better on Skype with these sorts of things. I can't hear Daniel. If I have my... Do you want me to
2: try John? Do you want me to hear, to try hear him? Yeah. Okay, you... grab my phone.
0: Yeah, babe, if you don't mind grabbing your phone. Sure. And we'll try that. I'm wondering if this has something to do, okay. I believe, yeah, I can. you
2: remove these things from here?
0: Yes, I can remove those things. So I have a form on my website, which is a pretty great form. I'm pretty proud of this form that I created. And it has about 25, 30 questions on it and I use this form to, uh, so that my clients can kind of narrow down the biohacking, uh, the potential biohacking health issues that they might have. And Daniel filled this out very thoroughly. So we're gonna try to go over, hopefully, most of the material that was in there.
2: Daniel, please, if you're there, some say something.
0: Hey babe, why don't you try calling in? And let me see if I can hear, oh, okay. We'll try that again. Oh, excellent. I think I can hear you now, Daniel. Yeah, I sure can. Cool. Awesome. I think yeah, I think we're in business. Let me mute my web browser tab so that I'm just hearing you in my ears instead of both places. You know how when you hear a voice, when you when you hear a voice in two different places, it kind of messes with your with with with, you, with your your cognition on it?
1: Yeah. It's, Can it's I like, have my headphones on. I've got headphones in. Got
0: headphones in but... This the, the sound is coming out the
1: phone. It's so phone... strange. Um...
0: Are are you hearing yourself?
1: A little bit, not you're so probably well. hearing. What wait, one, wait, wait, one, wait, 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 one sec. I think I'll just talk directly into the little easier.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. If it's, if it's you know, if, if it's not too distracting to you, it yeah, certainly I'll
1: doesn't good. bother me.
0: Babe, babe, I'm going to need this plugged in for me. Sorry. Okay, how's your day going there?
1: Yeah, good. Um, I'm in my uh, mobile office. Um, I've had a nice full lunch with my grandmother. Lots. Of, do you guys have crackling over there?
0: Crackling from you? Yeah,
1: it's like um, uh, <laughs> pork. It's like pork, um, pork belly, kind of crispy, uh, chewy. like pork
0: fat. Oh, crackling! I thought you were referring to uh, an audio, an audio interference. No, no, we're not getting uh, a <laughs> crackling. Uh, I don't, I don't think I've tried. I don't think I've tried crackley i've probably tried it by some other name i bet it's one of those things that has uh has perhaps a less folksy a less folksy kind of name elsewhere yeah. in the world
1: yeah it it's pretty good thanks mate um yeah so well, let let's um crack on
0: right okay cool so i was just reviewing the form that you Ooh. filled out very Thoroughly yes. there. And okay. So, so you were saying here, any tips to help me stop overloading, which can happen daily. I'm mm-hmm. trialing out a state reset technique, which mm-hmm. seems to work uh, challenges with certain triggers. For example, the kitchen door always keeps coming off its runners yet not pushing mm-hmm. uh, challenges with almost having too many options for self-development and not knowing where to begin. Yeah, well, I'm busy. give me a little bit more of what you mean by that. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and ignore
1: the echo i gonna hear back. So, um... oh.
0: are, are you getting an echo? I,
1: I can hear myself. I don't know whether my voice is getting picked up in your speaker, but I'll, I'll try and ignore it. Um... Can you hear a John? an example of how i get ambivalence or triggered so uh, um uh, i'm thinking now thinking i'm here i'm just thinking because i'm losing train of thought that's one thing to struggle with um okay so it's basically things that i'm putting up with regularly that stress me out lot but yeah i'm not getting rid of them so kind of silly examples have been the kitchen door runner keeps coming off it keeps annoying me yet i can't seem to put a solution in place but um things like that or wow. see, <clears throat> and they all sound so trivial but i guess people work differently don't they yeah. i'll come out i'll come out of my bedroom yeah. in the morning and both my cats will be waiting <laughs> at the door, like looking at me, like "Daddy, will you feed me?" And then they run down the stairs, like really, like fast. And then they they circle around like sharks. And I don't know why. Just things like that just really, really irritate me. And I, and but um, I I can't think of the phrase. It's like it's basically when you let yourself, you just got triggers, basically. I'll let you talk for me.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm I'm hearing bits and it keeps phasing out. Uh, Let me. uh, I I'm going to try and go in a conservatory possibly or connect to Wi-Fi. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's like. uh, It's like three, two seconds of silence and a very quick burst of um, your audio. I'm just going to get outside one moment. I'm still here. I'm just just getting my headphones on and and stuff um, and go outside and go in the garden. Right. But... I don't. I don't know. It would be interesting to know what side of it is. is, it, is it me or you? My... <laughs> I appreciate you being here Sal you're like the tech whiz that's not included on the this thing going on uh, do, 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 do. do you know what? I might <laughs> I appreciate it um, if it's not me then I might go back in my car because I'm standing in a garden it's very blusty
0: yeah blustery weather is not ideal for podcasting but it happens happens to the best of us
1: I can't, I can't hear you now I'm just gonna try and get my headphones in sorry
0: uh, okay okay so I sound pretty good to everyone yeah,
1: you do. The lovely gravelly voice is, is back. Okay.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. That's what I'm here to deliver. Do
1: you know, I think, I think we've got the right setup then. I've got my headphones in, and the noise is coming out of the phone speaker. Oh, it's such a... Do you know what, Jonathan, I think... Sorry, I'm getting flustered. Um, back in my office... Um. us have a look. tom um, Thanks for bearing what we need. Oh, there we go. Right. Back in the oven. Come good
2: to go.
0: Oh, we- okay.
1: No. Hello for Wales over there. How's your Jackson?
0: Is this one of your friends?
1: Yes, yeah, no Snowman. The, um, the uh, biohacker chap that um, you did a live cast with a couple of weeks ago. That's right. Yeah, there he is.
0: <laughs> howdy, howdy.
1: Um, right, so the. Uh, this is one thing I get. I get quite um. I suffer with it's overanalyzing, It might be a bit of anxiety. It's when like you're you've got like a spotlight of of attention on yourself, um, and it's like a stutter in my mind. But other other related things, it could be a, an OCD tendency. Um, it's basically just you you keep having triggers and they keep going on and on, but you, but I can't put solutions in place to fix them. That's one thing I, I tend to suffer with, but I don't know if it, if it's anything apart from just literally dealing with the problem, putting a solution in place, getting it done with, and not, not taking any shit and being assertive, basically.
0: Sure. Sure. So what have you tried to, Resolve this. I, I know you've experimented with some different nootropics at this point.
1: Yeah. Um, so, what uh, things I've put in place practically is just literally stop ruminating, stop bitching, just get, get the action done, just get it done, put something in place, or get rid of um, whatever's causing the problem. So, in this, in this case, I'm getting the cats rehomed. It sounds not nice, but they're getting rehomed. I'll be more sane. Um nootropics wise, uh I think uh so I, I I don't know what's helping me with focus. It might be a testosterone thing. Um I've started a uh, horny goat weed um ichorin extract from Indigo mm-hmm. Herbs a week ago, yeah. Um I think the Prastam's helping it I feel a bit more like this, this calmer yet more assertive. It, I mean, there there's probably lots of lots of things, but at the end, you of the day, you've been on the
0: paracetam for about two weeks now.
1: Yeah, yeah. It took it took quite a, quite a while. been experimenting with um between either a, a lowish dose of about a gram to about three and a half grams, four grams. um yeah, that's going well. I, I took about a gram sublingually to try that, pressing it under my tongue. It's like I had a washing machine in my mouth. It was like um laundry powder.
0: Yeah, it doesn't taste great that way. No.
1: But there are there are worse. There are worse I've tried. So like, have you, did you say you've tried central No. The, the, the bioavailable DMAE equivalent?
0: No, I don't think I've
1: ever tried it. Isolated. No. Okay. It's oh man. I I, <clears throat> I tried it sublingually under my tongue, and it it was like corrosive. It burnt it basically. But yeah. Um. So, I think yeah, nootropics have really really helped. I mean, I've I've tried loads. I've tried the common adaptogenic rhodiola, um, the choline, um, monophosphate. Um, my current stack is. Cordyceps, Lion's Mane, cheapy choline bitartrate. I I could do with upgrading, but I would have like four, four scrambled egg demi. Uh, what else is in my stack? Um, horny weeds
0: First time. Sorry, go on. When when you were on the adaptogens, did that make yeah. much of a difference in the little annoyances of life t- triggering you and annoy and getting to you? I think. It
1: did, yes. Um, it it gives me it gives me more like a push to say right, because yeah. just, just uh, a rumination or something that I think yeah. I suffer with. So yeah, I think it definitely gives me more fuel to go right. That's enough. I'm not taking this BS kind of thing. Um, I can appear a bit harsh, like robotic. I had a <laughs> I just I. We we had we're trying to get around breaking the issue of rehoming the cats to our oldest daughter, and I just sort of blurted out on the way here to play to my grandparents. Right, basically, Violet, we're rehoming the cats to go in. So yeah, it kind of makes me, it gives me that uh, propulsion, but, uh, not the best delivery.
0: But then it is done. So you you should obviously you know, you got to resolve things. And a lot of times the best way to deal with stress is to resolve whatever the source of it is. But the, the, the mindfulness, a mindfulness practice and mindfulness tools should address a lot of this rumination and they should address being easily triggered by things that you should really kind of just be Flying over so that you can stay on whatever your purpose is yeah. in a given day. So you you have some experience with meditation and brain training, right?
1: Yes. So, um, Dueling back, that's kind of fallen on the wayside. the The, uh, the app you recommended, Dueling back Pro, I I think it, for my screen it's really sensitive. Like I wouldn't even press like an answer or response but it will go Burr, and it will flash up i think it like sensed my thermal fingerprint um but otherwise yeah otherwise i've tried the usual mindfulness style the body scan um pretty much every night i've got a little Mac that works for me i'm sort of laying in bed on my side i'm looking um through the the doorway of our closed bedroom and there's like a little silhouette of the lock like catch and i sort of focus on that and i've got this it's like a in utero kind of baby lullaby you know that that calming kind of thing uh so i use that to kind of count down it's a bit like when you're when you're counting sheep that old cliched thing of getting yourself to sleep um that works well um otherwise brain brain training did you say that, that that that's kind of helped um, but yeah I okay so so you, so you
0: you did some dual end back, but it didn't work on your phone, so you might want to try a different a different app because if you can if you can get consistent with dual end back with doing it ten or fifteen minutes a day, and if you if you can at least aim to do that consistently for about a month it, it 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 will make you a lot more impervious to small annoyances and distractions and 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 here's why is in that in that app you're going to you're going to mismatch occasionally and you're going to you're going to fail in the app because it's a it's a game you're not going to play it perfectly and so there's this there's this tendency to have a little bit of self-judgment, a little bit of negativity when we fail, right? And with the app, because it is exercising your working memory so much, because it is demanding a hundred percent of your working memory, if you if you use it for some period of time, they they say that the they say people need to use it for about a month to get some some real results out of it that's what mark ashton smith told me who is this uh, amazingly knowledgeable uh neuroscientist that that developed it and did a lot of research on it so when you're when you're using the app and you and you fail you'll have this tendency to self-judge but over time you will be able to diminish that tendency you'll have kind of so so it's a it's almost kind of like a negative uh, a negative thought stimulus right because we are we're all harassed by our negative thoughts all day long or by you know the things that can annoy us and so when you do an exercise where you're giving yourself a micro negative thought stimulus playing this game but at the same time you need to be 100% focused on the game then it teaches you it trains you to move on from negative unhelpful self-judgmental kind of thoughts very very quickly and i, I think that's sure <laughs> uh, go I'm, ahead
1: i'm not very good at this uh working out when you when you finish your point <laughs> sorry is that does that sound right to everyone i mean what he's explaining because i i can i do agree with that the the app um I started off with um what I think one thing that stopped me is I I, w- I would go up the flying colours from N two to N three and then I go back down to N two and that kind of irritated me. Um but I I've, when I did fifteen minutes or more I I, uh, I I felt like again working memory. Um and it's something if if listeners haven't yet tried it, it really as Jonathan says really does demand your attention if you feel any any thoughts slipping in there and sort of observing them then you're just gonna fail the game um but yeah no I I can carry on looking at that um and I, the, certainly the the resilience and um getting the whether you choose to run away with that thought of oh these bloody cats are so annoying and then you kind of start this diatribe in your mind, um. So, as well as it, would would you say it's best to deal with the root of the problem, um, as well as continue to work on the the mindfulness stuff? We'll make some notes here.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, do do both things but if you if if you feel like you're too easily triggered too easily annoyed then you want to then you want to be utilizing some of these tools for a little bit more tranquility and i'm i'm fine with ne- i'm fine with negative thought i'm fine with being uh, I'm, I'm actually okay with being angry at things i think that these emotions certainly have their place. But if we are, if we're experiencing these emotions and indulging these emotions involuntarily and excessively, and especially if it's affecting our ability to kind of just like relax and enjoy life, at the, at the end of the day, you know, like during, during the day, when you're, when you're at work, when you're, when we're doing our labor, I think it's totally fine to be motivated, to be intense, to maybe even be angry at things so that we can get done what needs to get done. But if that, uh, if that irritation at little things persists, and if you're, yeah, basically, if, if I am like getting irritated by things in the evening, if it's past, say, 10 PM, if I'm done with my working day and I find myself getting irritated by things, I know that I need to do a meditation session or whatnot, because I, I, I don't want that, you know, I don't want irritation in my, window of maybe two to three hours before i go to sleep so i would say if you if you you are experiencing that uh and it's unpleasant and it's probably costly on different levels i would say try to be a bit more consistent with either the meditation or the brain training and there's there is other solutions for dealing with underlying kind of like uh autonomic nervous system overreaction to things okay. like there's there, there's uh, there, there are other solutions that are out there but they get kind of they get kind of costly and they get yeah. uh resource intensive whereas meditation and brain training are next to free so i urge people that are you know that are lacking in a little bit of internal tranquility to try to be more consistent with those sorts of things and it will, uh, it'll make a difference.
1: Yeah, I can say for that, for sure. Um, um, where were we? Uh, what, one thing to answer, Jonathan, about that is um, with the press time, um, just on the subject of uh, being angry, I, I, uh, I'm learning with nootropics, especially if I get angry, Actually, anger is a good thing. It's a fuel, it gives you what you need to be done to, to push yourself forward. But um, I I've seen to have little spikes of over irritation, and either maybe that's the PRAS-TAM, sort of working its way through my system, or um, I I don't know if there's any indications. What what sort of tips would you have that, that to for me to work out a good way? sorry i'm rambling of titrating brass tam and, and other sort of stimulatory nootropics um
0: sure so the nootropics shouldn't cause irritation it's kind of like if you're if you're drinking coffee and you're getting you find yourself irritable when you're really caffeinated then that's either a sign that you need to cut down on the caffeine a bit or mm. that it's just a uh, low quality, low quality coffee. So yeah. I would say with the, if, if you do think that the paracetam is resulting in a bit of, and a bit more irritation, and it sounds like that's already kind of a problem for you. Then you could try to move the dosage down on it, because yeah. even even at a real low dose of paracetam, you Ooh. still get some benefit out of it. It's still yeah. a nootropic, even if you're only taking 500 milligrams of it. And besides that, it sounds like your it sounds like your coline levels. Are pretty okay. So it's probably not a, a coline deficiency. Although the classic advice with paracetam is that if it gets you irritated, if paracetam causes an undesirable side effect, then, then it's indicative that you're maybe burning through too much of your coline because the paracetam increases the demands on the acetylcholine system. So So you... you, you,
1: Choline, uh, maybe a bit more choline and kind of less of one, more of another, kind of get that balancing effect. Yeah, play with... It it could be that I don't... It's kind of like when people take nootropics, they think, oh, I'm going to get that limitless kind of... Oh, I'm going to feel really zoomed in and profound, but maybe... Just a case of understanding that it the, the, the anger could be more focused and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But yeah, sorry to cut off there.
0: Yeah, if you're if you're getting involuntary anger that's unhelpful, then you should cut the dosage down some. You might yeah. even want to just discontinue the paracetam. If if anger and irritation is an issue for you already, you, you might just want to discontinue it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I am enjoying it. I mean, some a really good example last night was um, it was get quite late in the evening. Uh, I decided to, I decided to take a sublingual dose, and it gave me like, I I explain is probably just now, but I was really terrible. I was thinking about thinking, and I was extracting my my thoughts and I was plotting things ahead. It was like I was playing i haven't played chess but that's what it seemed like i I was plotting in my mind right if you get this down then this then this uh and so it it did give me a really nice headspace um it didn't feel like i was cracked out or as you said before not like written in that you've taken before i I think i will i will continue with it i mean i appreciate your your advice of lowering it um i think that's a misconception people have they they think ah it's not working i'll just take more it doesn't work like that nootropics are somewhat less is more
0: yeah certainly and the the other uh, research that i saw is that with paracetam sometimes if your your hormone aldosterone is a bit low Paracetam can produce some negative effects, and aldosterone gets fed by potassium. So I typically recommend people if they're using paracetam, if they're using it in the long term, that they take it along with a along with a potassium source, like a like a supplement, or a lot of people just get a lot of potassium in their in their diet.
1: You know, I'm sorry to cut off. I know this is such a interesting dynamic <laughs> you're advising me and you're advising your our listeners but um sorry the the potassium can you clarify does that literally mean like pink rock salt because I, I i've wondered when you say potassium that is basically salt isn't it
0: Pot is potassium i think potassium salt is sodium
1: oh <laughs> there we go <laughs> There I am sprinkling pilamine rock, Himalayan rock salt in my mouth and uh, thinking, oh, I'm getting my potassium in there. So is that- oh, yeah, you're getting you're
0: getting you're getting sodium and and sodium's great. In fact, there's a lot of research that suggests that a lot of health problems that people have are because of a deficiency of sodium, because we a lot a lot of times people actually don't get enough salt. So that's probably fine.
1: You covered in one of your podcasts, I believe, that uh, was it with that chap, um, the Lucas, the- right? Lucas, yeah, he's like saying you found a study where um, tribes in I don't know, Amazon had like was it twenty grams of salt a day or something? But um, going back to the thing, sorry. So your recommended sources of 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 potassium does it need a COA? Is that a kind of really safe thing you can just purchase anywhere? Would you say?
0: I think I think it's probably pretty safe. You could probably eat, you could probably even just make sure you're eating an extra banana on the days um, that you take paracetam.
1: It's that kind, right? Bananas. Okay, cool. Yeah, because it's it's a yeah. compound, isn't it? It's not like you need a COA for certain things. Okay, thank you. Bananas. Mm-hmm.
0: And the the other two major paracetam cofactors are alcar alcar and yeah a lot of people find that paracetam in combination with rhodiola is really brilliant. And there was at least one study where they were combining paracetam and rhodiola. And rhodiola stands out as an adaptogen. I regard it as the king of adaptogens because it can modulate your system up or down. It kind of empowers your autonomic nervous system to just be a little bit more intelligent. And so it can be a, it can be a stress, it can be a stress management tool as you need it. I I find rhodiola kind of energizing, but the research is pretty solid on it, that it can modulate the system down. And so I'd hypothesize that that works pretty good along with paracetam, which is, Which is pretty stimulatory.
1: Yeah, I've um I've tried rhodiola before and I, I made a mistake. Um, I think I took like about seven hundred milligrams in the morning with, uh, with possibly L theanine, um the other ter- tyrosine, as well as my me- methylphenidate ADHD medication. I was a bit mm-hmm.
2: stacked.
1: I believe you've come to the it's it's a good alternative to caffeine and. A 600 i believe you said in the past of rodeo. sorry repeat that that's right mate um just for the listeners out there rodeo is really good it's an alternative caffeine um but you recommended before less than 600 milligrams a day i believe oh yeah
0: that's 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 kind of high maybe maybe half that experiment a bit but maybe half that
1: okay excellent jonathan um thank you uh so the potassium, I was going to ask you how, in your opinion, if I give you these other bits I take um, with parastam if there's any things that think, that you think, oh, that's a bit, maybe not to combine it with. So, um, Go ahead. Thank you. In the morning, Cordyceps. I'm not sure which type. I made a mistake that, again, you've wisely pointed out, is don't go necessarily for the Amazon's choice. As Amazon are kind of affiliated. Um and I, I've asked this company called Nature's Root for a COA of their lion's mane and cordyceps and they haven't got back to me. So uh I haven't had any headaches though, and I'm okay. So I've not got that much concern about the toxicity and the fact that the cordyceps and lion's mane, I think, is sourced from China, but um that's another subject. So anyway, uh currently by tartrate, I think I have about Two point three grams of choline bitartrate.
0: Sure, choline bitartrate is—I think it's a non-optimal form of choline. I would go with either alpha GPC or CDP choline. And
1: yeah, agree with you there. I do have—I do um, have about four. I have four scrambled eggs a day, so I think I've. Compensated there but no
0: you're right Colleen. you're pro you're probably you're probably good you're you're probably good on the yeah, co-line
1: but I, I know i saw and i know i'm chatting to you but you're addressing your listeners it is it is like i can't think of the word it's we we have here like a place called tesco's um and you get what's called tesco value um Owen can probably vouch for you, for but you have like the cheapy versions of good products and coding by tartrate is like the poor man's choline. It's like what, forty percent choline, isn't it? Per uh, per gram or something? It's very, very small amount of choline and it's not very bioavailable.
0: Yeah, it's 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 not not my favourite, but you're probably good in the choline department.
1: Yeah, cool. Okay. So um cordyceps again, I think because uh, I have scoops. Um it's at least three grams of cordyceps. Uh and yeah, parasitan. I mean,
0: three grams, yeah. three grams of cordyceps.
1: Yeah, something like that. I, I don't mm. know. Yeah, I don't know the purity of it, you see, because it, it doesn't state if it's synapsis or militaris. Um, and I'll just sort of chuck it in there. Yeah, that, that, that sounds a bit of concern. <laughs> I'm to think. Yeah, I.
0: it might be good to find out uh, what form of cordyceps it is. Know, uh, cordyceps. Although my uh, Lucas was talking about cordyceps, he has a ton of experience with cordyceps and he was saying that he goes a little bit easy on the cordyceps because Mm -hmm. it stimulates, it stimulates those, those thyroid hormones so much, which is, you know, thyroid hormones are really important, but he, was suggesting using cordyceps a little bit more moderate dosages and maybe not using it as an everyday kind of thing because he didn't want to end up with uh, overstimulation of the yeah. thyroid hormones. So yeah. he took that. He that's took, that's, three that's
1: three years, four years in a row, or something like that.
0: Yeah. That's that's what he said. Actually, I did cordyceps today, and it's oh, nice. it's slightly slightly stimulating. I think it gave me a little bit of extra energy to work in my bunker today. Yeah.
1: Um, it's like a mushroom version of creatine monohydrate, isn't it? It's like similar with the adenosine triphosphate. Um, what it provides.
0: Actually, I'm not that familiar with the mechanism of cordyceps. I just know it can be helpful for athletic for athletic things i don't know it's helpful for immunity i need to do a bit more research on cordyceps
1: cool okay so i'll i'll look at um lowering that down thank you for the advice um and lines main again that's in the evening so with my initial question of are there any current things i stack it with of concern doesn't sound like there is um but uh i think as you say try lowering it because less is sometimes is sometimes more um perhaps i make a mistake of maybe i'm burning myself out a bit because I, I i i would take like my adhd medication and then a bit of tam. so that's just oh really yeah <laughs> but no we're not talking about a massive deal like five milligrams of um but um I haven't actually had any any methylphenidate today. And oh. I feel really good, really balanced.
0: Oh, okay. I would not combine Parastam with methylphenidate. That seems like way too much stimulation.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I, yeah. I think that's um, one thing. Um, it's, it's, I've only I've only started like taking the parastam. Um I tend to have the methylphenidate um in in a working day and then after that dose is weaned off when i get back i'll have like a maybe a, a gram sublingual paracetam to see me through the the household chores and stuff so they're they're not as cortically stimulating they're like mundane but no you're right
0: I'm and like- and that's that's not messing with your sleep
1: no uh i sound like an absolutely irresponsible fool um yeah, I'd take um, things to help me sleep. Um, magnesium. Uh, it, it's not the kind you've recommended, the L3 and 8. I will be looking at that, but there's one that's a step down called magnesium bis- bisiglycerate or something.
0: So yeah, yeah, a- that's stuff's great. I've taken that. Oh, cool. oh good
1: stuff. Have you, have you um, heard of bulk powders, by the way, Jonathan? Oh, order. yeah.
0: I think I ordered from them a couple of times. Yeah, I, I can't um, really. I, I have no arrangement with them,
1: though. No, no, no. I just wonder because um they do offer COA, and just sorry, I I know we're running out of time, but um just while we're here, Owen might be the chip in on the chat. He found a uh, European vendor, neutropics called um, Neutropics Jets, um, and they're based in Poland. So, and they do quite quick um dispatches, and they cover COAs. Just thought we'd let you know of that because we we mentioned before. Nootropic, the... nootropic
0: Jets. Yeah,
1: Nootropic Jet. I'll just try and get the link. Maybe i can put it on the chat uh, in a minute. Ooh, he's still listening.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I might ch- I might check them out. I might order from them. Always looking for good good sources here on the continent.
1: This chat is very useful. Thank you. I mean, um, yeah, uh, and, and I feel. <laughs> being scorned by my mentor my nootropic uh mentor um is kind of made me feel a bit silly um so uh i also realized that it we're approaching time i don't want to take your time any longer i know you tend to have a date night on um sunday so if you want to oh actually a-
0: i did i did i did my date night last night so i, I can chat Ooh. for about 30 minutes more that's fine
1: oh, that's great. oh thank you so much um very 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 kind of you
0: okay so the mm-hmm. l- l- so you're using the methylphenidate for adhd are you taking any other medications
1: yes i'm taking this is more an evening um i'll take i take a cocktail of stuff i think i'm partly a hypochondriac partly i could come off it but i'm taking blood pressure medication for hypertension um
0: are you hormones. taking statins
1: no, no, I'm not. I'm not blood thinnest. Um, it, it's called amlodipine and candlestartin. It's for high blood pressure. Um, uh, propanolol is beta blockers that was for anxiety related stuff. Um, oh God, mate, I'm like a pharmacological uh, yeah, um, I take something for which, oh, sorry, I'm mudding my words, which it was starting to basically be a flare up of of um uh inflammatory bowel disease, someone like a granulated form of it's some it's like an anti inflammatory, but it's not quite. But I'm on loads, mate, I'm on loads. I'm on something called Critai which your one of your other one of your other um uh customers used the bipolar one. He, mm-hmm. he takes the pin that's mood stabilizer. Uh, an antidepressant as well. Probably, I think that's about which it. Which, antidepro- which
0: antidepressant?
1: I take a very small dose of amitriptyline. 20 okay. Yeah, amitriptyline. And quetiapine, that's 50 milligrams
0: at night.
3: Okay. So that, okay.
0: Yeah. Boy, I, I may have to withdraw some of the nootropic recommendations I've made because... I am not a doctor. I'm no. I, I know different a different bit different. about some of these pharmaceuticals, but it really kind of becomes unpredictable when you're combining multiple pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you're using, for example, you said beta blockers.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. And I've heard just nonstop things about how problematic beta blockers I mean, can I mean, be
1: yeah i do you know this this is I'm, I'm glad i'm talking to you i feel embarrassed um but um it's i i wasn't i only had a diagnosis of adhd not too long ago and i was desperate to kind of look at yeah. prescription medication and the beta blockers i thought was an option to help the anxiety centered spotlight feeling um I mean, I think I'm going to look at phasing them out because what maybe even the blood pressure medication that was that was a life, a long term habit of you know, hedonistic behavior. Um, but yeah, those are two, three medications I could potentially phase out. But I'm glad, I'm glad you you've spotted that they're not good, some of these things.
0: Yeah, the okay, so the the statins are the one thing that i always just hear really evil things about but i be i'd be a little bit concerned about the unpredictable reactions with the blood pressure medication mm-hmm. and with the especially with something like like paracetam, because paracetam is a it is a vasodilator so it opens it opens up your your veins. Your veins get slightly wider, enabling greater blood flow to the brain, which is why it's a cognitive enhancer. But I'm not sure. Let's see. Okay. So as far as as far as conflicts, well the major the major conflict with paracetam is alcohol. You don't want to you don't want to drink on it. But I'd have I'd have to. I'd have to I'd have to do a little bit more of research with some of the other items. Uh, like I, I don't know what the interaction between beta blockers and paracetam is. It might be it might be something that's pretty benign or it might be it might be problematic. So you may want to
1: Sorry to interrupt, mate. This is a problem that um, I think we, we here in the UK have is I'll look on websites like you recommend PubMed, there's a couple other uh, WebMD, I think interaction checker mm-hmm. um putting these medications and nothing comes up. But yeah, I think only the paracetam, I I think I, I should technically ask my pharmacist things like lines, main cordyceps, um, I think they're okay, but it, it might just be paracetam. That's the the one I've got to be careful of, as you're saying.
0: Yeah, paracetam has a pretty strong pharmacological effect. It, it, it really does change the brain. I did, a, I did a survey a while back where I was asking people who had used paracetam, who had used it and then gone off of it. And I was asking them, do you feel like it, it incre- of course it would increase your cognitive baseline while you're on it, at least for the vast, for the majority of people that take it, increases cognitive baseline on it. But what happens when you go off of it? And the uh, the majority of the people said that they thought that their cognitive baseline was higher, even as a result of going off of it. That's, that's so it does have.
1: You're right. Yeah. Sorry, keep it up, mate. Because um, again, like the 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 film Limitless comes to mind, where the character at the end he comes off his NCT five hundred, but because he's pushed himself while uh, using that kind of nootropic, he's built it, built more neural pathways, and he's effectively, those are like his stabilizers, the uh, nootropics, and he's inherited, and he, he's got the abilities. It's committed to his, um, what's the word? Muscle memory, I guess, in a way. But um, I, I, I've, I'm i enjoying it so far, for sure. And and you said in your report, uh, I believe you came across that, it was only the really, really like high dose people, like eight, ten grams a day, wasn't it? That that felt really um kind of withdrawal effecty of.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So there was so th- there were people that were saying I had found several people around the internet that were saying that they went on paracetam and then they went off it and they felt like they were dumber when they went mm-hmm. off of it. Uh, but I looked a little bit further into it and it seemed like all of these people were like really excessive dosage type users. Mm.
1: That's, that's the problem with nootropics. You think like new I think
0: that's one that's easily,
1: easily abused. Um, I, I, I've taken that before and I, the, the maximum I did was the, the, sorry, the lowest was 10 milligrams. The highest was 30, but people like think, Oh, this is more is more, more is brilliant. And you, you even, you came across a Reddit um, about oh, that guy, he took, what, 20 grams of Parasitam and he has he some sort of godly speech like, oh, <laughs> I, killed, I killed 10 cats and the world is mine. <laughs> <laughs> like people, That's that, right. I did have, I, I can kind of relate though, because I, um, I it's, it's such an interesting thing, Parasitam, and, and I mentioned all that group with, with yourself, that I feel like a bit of a gangster when 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 I've taken it um it just kind of makes you <laughs> Oh yeah like, like it makes you feel like a better version of yourself and I think it's seen as like a character defect when you're assertive and you're really kind of energetic um but yeah I I think that's part of what it is I, I felt sorry I'm going off track here I did have a bit of a delusion of grandeur. I was getting a bit um, euphoric, and I think that could have been maybe too much, or or maybe I I, I had um, my methylphenidate dose didn't wear off before I took the paracetam. But um, I'll certainly be mindful of <laughs> thinking I'm a god, and uh, yeah, yeah. What,
0: what what happens if you go off the methylphenidate?
1: um what well, is this is the thing jonathan um i the last few days i at work for instance i uh, i haven't been taking it i've been managing to just go off my um get myself hydrated like you kindly recommended with warm water a bit of rock salt i haven't got lemon juice so i used a bit of orange squash probably not a good idea um but what happens okay answering your question sorry in the past when i wasn't diagnosed with adhd i was i was an absolute mess i was super disorganized uh losing my train of thought um it, I, it's, it's a hard question to answer what happens when i go off it i haven't we I, I haven't gone without a dose let's say over a week because i i dare i'm, I'm so worried that uh, my life will just turn upside down again i know it wouldn't maybe i'm a bit dependent on it to be honest Um, yeah, it's, it's saved my life essentially, you know, getting that closure um, of my current and past sort of things. But yeah, it, the Nootropics have helped, um, what's the word, supplement in a way. I think it definitely, Mm -hmm. yeah, helps supplement.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, boy, I'd love to eventually see you go off of, the pharmaceuticals and, you know, see if you're using the, I get the impression you've done, you know, quite a bit of personal growth over the past couple of years, decade or whatever. And so I'd, I'd, I'd love to see if you, if you went off the pharmaceuticals and you started using some of these, some of these biohacks, that aren't that, that don't have such a, a a deep pharmacological effect in your system I if do, you I can do. if if you can maintain i do agree yeah um
1: this is this is one problem which again you might be able uh, comment on is that is the problem i think in the uk is we're very i'm very dependent on prescriptions so i don't know how it works for you guys in bulgaria but if if you trusted oh i'll get this on the pharmacy we have to pay something like £10 for one item. Whereas I and my wife have got something called a, paint, yeah, we can get uh, as many prescriptions as we like for like a tenner, £10 a month. But
0: um, really?
1: Yeah. But it's, it's kind of like an economic thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I there's no reason why I, I, I should uh, cut off the beta blockers, of course, taper them down. Blood pressure medication. I've been on like years. I can I can come off that I don't need to, um, but perhaps there's an element of if you've got like a psychiatric disorder like I don't know if, in my case supposedly ADHD mood stabiliser I think I would rely still on the pharmacological equivalent. Um, yeah, it, it, I think it's an economical thing. I think if I were to go and buy all these really good nootropics or um, things that are good for blood pressure that would cost me more and that sounds like a really stupid argument would you would you say that maybe people have that mentality of oh yeah sure yeah yeah
0: Uh, but whenever whenever i watch documentaries about uh, pharmaceuticals, or when I look up different pharmaceuticals on PubMed, they, they, they just seem to be very hazardous. It seems like the majority of them border on being iatrogenic, that they do more harm than good. And so when, when people are using a lot of pharmaceuticals, I, um, I, yeah, I urge them to Especially if you're if you're open to doing like the the non nootropic stuff if you're if you're open to using things like the mindfulness doing uh doing meditation doing exercise when you if you when you're open to doing these type of lifestyle hacks I think that those can replace a lot of the pharmaceuticals and it is probably a situation where you'll need to do some tapering where, you know, maybe if you went off of all of the pharmaceuticals tomorrow and just oh, yeah. saw. Yeah.
1: I mean, that, that's a really good point, Jonathan. And, and maybe I didn't perhaps listen to your suggestion. You, you said, uh, look at the biohacking equivalents. Uh, and I think that that's a mentality people have. There, there's, there's, a, there's always a holistic approach to most of these things. Um and it's just people just want to take a shortcut give me a prescription for my headaches well why have you got headaches it might be because you're deficient in choline or you've got jaw tension you're not breathing correctly or you're short on magnesium so yeah it really um yeah without taking you literally i'm not gonna stop my blood pressure medication and stuff but i've been on it for years you know my lifestyle's changed a lot so um this is um Good good stuff, and I've lost train of thought. Sorry, USA?
0: (laughs) Sure, sure. You know, whenever I talk with folks from the UK, I get this conspiratorial notion in my head. I I think the UK is probably one of those countries where they are just like pumping some weird poisonous shit into the air to try to make everybody mad. Because I, I seem to encounter a lot of people from the UK that are suffering from these different kind of chronic, not Not maybe not debilitating, but just different sorts of mental health issues. And I'm, yeah, I'm just amazed that so many people from a rather small island seem to seem to struggle with all these different mental health issues. So I, yeah, I, I would, you know, I've seen things about how you guys are getting crazy amounts of. 5G there in the UK. So I
1: I I'm sorry to interrupt. Um it is like I said with with the UK. We're on an island, we're surrounded by sea, salty in the sea air. But I think it's shitty weather. I think it's you know, we we it's like a western kind of thing, isn't it? We might have a very good diet. Um we tend to look at more hand me prescription, not sort get to the root at hand. Um Uh, but yeah the 5g mask i'm pretty sure it's a 5g mask it's it's a fucking monster it's like the size of a skyscraper erected overnight it wasn't there and then it was there and it's it's like wow what what is i'm happy with 4g i don't know about anyone else i don't want to download a fucking movie in like two minutes (laughs) but people don't think of this consequence all the radiation and the micro excuse my ignorance i don't know exactly what it's called the um what are they called, Jonathan?
0: The- yeah. The, yeah. Those, e- those, e- those EMFs, those EMFs yeah. that are at a particular, that are at a particular frequency, they can just, they can become really problematic for our, for our mental health. And I'm, I'm reading a or i I'm going to read a book next. The next book I'm going to read is Dr. Merkula's EMF book. He yeah. has, Uh, done a really great book, looking, looking really deeply into it, and looking at the kind of holistic solutions for it. I so I'll have a whole lot more details to share in a future podcast on that. But I'm thinking that the I'm thinking that chelation is increasingly important, if we're all going to be showered with, with EMFs all the time. And so say that again,
1: What's chelation? Is that like a way of protecting yourself from um magnetic interference?
0: Sort of. Okay. Kella, kella is the Latin word for claw. And mm-hmm. so chelation is when you are clawing the heavy metals out of your body.
1: Oh, right, yes. Okay. Yeah, I think you've discussed so,
0: it Because because uh heavy metal saturation in our bodies is uh prolific across populations worldwide. It's Mm -hmm. it's really one of the major health problems that's Mm -hmm. the matter with the world uh, is that we just have so many toxic heavy metals in, in everything in modernity. So it's a really good idea along with your cognitive enhancement strategies to have chelation stuff that you are taking and doing on a daily basis and i think that is a pretty good uh, preventative defensive measure with the 5g and the emfs that are becoming totally escapable nowadays with uh with with everyone having wi-fi everywhere so you'd want to look at uh, chelation Mm -hmm. supplements which would be things like chlorella spirulina if if you want to take the chelation to the next level, you'd want to look at something like the C60, although that's kind of expensive. And then there's some there's some simple ways to do chelation, which is just to get sweaty more often. Right. OK, I can do that.
1: I used to sweat a lot. Actually, I, that was a really strange health problem. I was an avid sweater. It was I was dripping like um, sorry. So, chelation. Was that it- sounds like that might be a
0: problem for your dating life. <laughs>
1: it, it, uh, it used to be it used to be having sex, the <laughs> sex and um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I don't have any more. But um, so, just some practical tips: um, green plants. I believe you suggested getting some simple house plants that that will help clean the air. And I think there's yep Himalayan rock salt lamps as well. Or is that is that woo woo nonsense? From what you've
0: I, I, I don't know about
1: that. Might oh, be okay. okay. Um so green plants. Cause it, I th- I think that is a problem and and I don't I used to think um that the the way that Americans see their healthcare system as you know, making up these illnesses or intentionally or non intentionally polluting people, making them get prescriptions, they'll get health insurance money. I think actually that kind of NHs really it's it's national health service, but every time you go to a doctor's you get a prescription, you pay ten pounds that's ten pounds you know in in big companies um, for these damaging chemically i mean you you've said before like the ad hoc made up coronavirus vaccines and stuff they're just like literally thrown together in, in hours, not tested.
0: Yeah, that, well, they don't have a coronavirus vaccine yet.
1: No, no, sorry, you mentioned something like that. There was like a, a, any kind of things going on. Um, they'll just they'll just pump you with chemicals, and you you trust the health authority to to give you the right stuff. Um, yeah, go off on tangents. Sorry, So Yes,
0: yeah, as, as as much um, as you can unplug from the whole sick care system, you'll be a whole lot better, and and hopefully save some money hopefully have have more money yeah so I, I, I did you ever do you have any idea if you've ever gotten a a tooth filling uh
1: i've had white fillings white fillings before yeah but uh, that's a good point i mean fillings my wife had a oh she, she had a one that's about the size of a pea you know like a, a vegetable pea if not bigger and it fell out with Sure, but
0: back in the day, they used to do dental fillings with uh, mercury that was sealed with, I think, silver. But of course, it ended up being a, a major health problem because a lot of the mercury would leak out of people's teeth out of people mm-hmm. t- people's teeth. And then it would cause all sorts of all sorts of health problems and people would need to do uh, really, you know, do, do a chelation strategy to get rid of that. So, uh, yeah, you might you might want to look into uh, chelation can be uh, it doesn't have to be really costly. You can just you can try to add add some more um, cilantro to your diet. For example, that's a good chelator. Strawberries are a great chelator. You know, adding some of these sorts of things can help to address this heavy metal toxicity, which which we all, frankly, have a problem with. And one
1: one tip you've given is intermittent fasting. That's something I, I follow now sixteen eight, more or less. Um, I believe you said that's a good that's an easy. These these are all kind of fairly easy things to implement. Maybe cold showers. I guess they're kind of detoxing in a way. But sixteen eight, because they've been yeah, doing all have, so have you been
0: doing cold oh, have yeah. you been doing cold showers?
1: Yeah, for months. Yeah. I haven't uh, we're getting our bathroom refurbished at the moment. Um I had a cold shower at work. And I also tried the ball blasting technique that Lucas said, and it is it's quite interesting, to say the least.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. Did the it's cold cool. showers make any difference in your anxiety? Um
1: yes. Um, I and
0: in all, all, yeah, it it does.
1: Um, it's hard to explain. I kind of enjoy it. I like I like. I'm feeling really overloaded. I'm gonna have a cold shower, and it's unpleasant but satisfying at the same time. And yeah, possibly. Um, I don't know if I've even got anxiety. It it could be. It could. It could even be a strength. This this whole it's labelled as anxiety. We heard of the, the film oh, fucking the name's out of my head. The one with the assassin with the oh, it had Angelina Jolie in it and he, he had like I, I'm not
0: sure which one.
1: Um
0: oh, have you
1: seen any of the X Men films, the recent ones?
0: Nope.
1: Ah, oh, Jonathan, come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't uh, stay stay abreast of pop culture. Yeah.
1: but there's this character basically and he's on loads of medication because if he isn't he has this superhuman time slowing ability and it ends up being his strength but because he's he's been numbed and prescribed all this stuff um but what i'm getting at anyway is yes i do find it helps cold showers i like them overall Um, And the ball blasting, although I felt like my balls were contracting and they hurt, it was kind of fun. It was kind of, yeah, I'll do it again for sure. I might dip Uh, my balls in. I
0: I, I actually haven't tried it yet. You know what? I will invite anyone else listening in to call in if they want to chat with me about life hacking, biohacking stuff. If there's (laughs) anyone else that wants to have a quick chat. And, oh, I was just going to say, so, so yeah. cold showers would not, cold showers would not be a chelation strategy, something like a sauna. Saunas are really amazing oh, yeah. for chelation. So if, if you can find it, ideally we would all have, you know, saunas in our homes like the Finnish do, but uh, if you can find a sauna and, you know, maybe maybe spend an hour in there every once in a while. That's pretty great for chelation as well. Okay, thanks,
1: Jonathan. I, I, I'm very grateful for your time. Um, I'll uh, let's go back up here because I've been in a car a long time, um, and I'm going to see my wife um, and my family who are wondering probably what I'm doing sitting in a car talking um, for hours. Yeah, but. Um, yeah. Um, any any final uh, bits apart from I look forward to having a conversation with you, a continued conversation with you.
0: <laughs> right, right. That's my tag. That's my tagline. Just uh, yeah. Try to try to give the dual end back another go. Try to give it like a solid thirty days. You know, maybe use a different a, a different app that might work better on your phone, and then let me let me know if that makes any difference in your mood in your uh, in in your irritability with small things because it it should help
1: i think what well, i think i mean too fussy like the there's one that i like but the interface is a bit amateurish and the letters it goes a and it clips out but that's one of the better ones because you can practice certain rounds over and over um yeah so i, I i'm gonna man up, I think, and work it into my routine. Have you tried that bias modification game yet, Jonathan?
0: No, I haven't. Okay,
1: okay. That's all right. That's all right. Well, I um, don't know. I'm I pretty would...
0: happy with the biases I have now. <laughs> I, think, I think I might just want to hold on to the biases I've got. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is a funny title. It is. Okay, Jonathan, thank you very much. and I'll speak to you on the group sometime. Um, yeah, some yeah. Thank you very much.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, say hi to the family okay. for me. Yeah,
1: thank you. Give my, uh, give my regards to... I'm not sure if I pronounce the name. Is it Gergana?
0: <laughs> that's or close. Yeah,
1: I thought that's what it was. Gergana. Gergana.
0: All right. Miss Roseland. <laughs> okay.
2: This <laughs> Is Daniel?
1: No. Huh?
0: <laughs>
1: yes, hi, yes.
2: Say hi to him for me.
0: Okay, okay. Ciao, ciao. Talk to you later. Okay, bye. Okay, so that's always nice. Speaking with Daniel.
2: So uh, what's his deal?
0: Oh, he is irritated by his pets. What? He's He needs biohacking to overcome his irritation with the pets. What pets? Or I think he had some, some cats. His cats were just uh, terrorizing him, just making his life rough. So he... he needs-
2: doesn't need to talk to you. Listen to me. He does not need to talk to you. He needs to talk to Connie Akins.
0: To Connie Akins, to my mother. Yes. So he can he can understand how lovely pets are. Mm-hmm. How great they are.
2: She will tell him how to biohack his cats.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps. Okay. So do you want to tell the listeners about the book you read?
2: Oh, about Lady. Yeah. Oh, of course they can um Read my full book review either on Goodreads or Medium.com.
0: Your book review. And of
2: course Minds.com.
0: Right, right. Your book review of Lady by Rush V. Yes. And give me a quick quick synopsis of the book. Describe the book to people.
2: Okay. So the intention of the book is to give women Single women advice on how to find a good man for long-term relationship and marriage. Mm -hmm. And um, I really did not like it very much because it was mostly delusional.
0: Mostly delusional.
2: Mostly delusional, yes. It was full of absurds.
0: Okay, like for example.
2: Like for example, Rouge says that a man is more forgiving than a woman if he cheats on her. Because he would do it for a cheap physical thrill and a woman would do it for an emotional, not just thrill, but that would mean that she was emotionally out of the relationship.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it would seem to me that men or women could do it for for both reasons.
2: Yes. So I think it's equally disgusting, disgraceful, disgraceful, and unforgiving. Either men or women cheating mm-hmm. on their partners.
0: Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, I thought that was kind of silly because the objective of the book is to teach women how to lock down a guy who's like a real decent guy who's not going to cheat on them. That's that's like the objective of the book. Like if women want men who are going to cheat on them, well, they can just go on Tinder and they can find one within several swipes. But in the book, he was, he was suggesting that he was suggesting that women should tolerate that behavior? Was that what he was saying? That they should tolerate it? Or that was he just trying to provide an explanation?
2: No, no, no. He said that a woman should give her man a second chance if he cheated on her. Hmm. Because if a man impregnated a mistress, he would only have to pay child support for 18 years. But... If a woman got impregnated by a lover, the man, her husband, would have to raise another man's child for 18 years. And some men, actually more, most men, would consider suicide finding out that they had been raising another man's kid.
0: Right, Yeah. So the well, the historical uh, precedent is that uh, the historical precedent is that women could potentially like cheat on a guy, cheat on their husband, their partner, and then get pregnant and have a kid. And then that man would have to raise another man's child, which is obviously that's totally something that people want to avoid, but that that's not really the case anymore. In most countries now, you can demand a paternity test, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when 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 the wife gets pregnant. So th- that seems a little bit outmoded to me. What did what did the book have in it that you agreed with or that you thought was good advice?
2: Oh, it's not very much. But let's say that um He advises women to keep their beauty as much as possible, you know, to maintain it. Mm -hmm. Although it's not the most important thing in the world, in my opinion, you know, that's not the most important thing in the world, but still a person, I'm not saying a guy or a a woman, a person would like their partner to be attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that goes for women as well, for Ruzha's information. Mm-hmm. Because I have read in his book and also on his website, Return of Kings, that women don't really care too much about a guy's looks because they care more about their uh, inner masculinity, mm-hmm. about the man's inner masculinity, like confidence Um, alpha male behavior, um, assertiveness, decisiveness.
0: Yeah, well, that's true.
2: Yeah, but we also care about looks, Mm -hmm. believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Imagine a guy, really, he's really um, assertive. He's really wealthy. He's really, uh, maybe not wealthy because that's another asset, that some women like, you know. But he's decisive, assertive, and confident. But he's very fat and ugly.
0: Okay. And he gets a bunch of girls. Right?
2: He might or but he might not. It really depends on
0: the girls. Okay. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you that guy. Who? Oh no! Where is this guy? Okay, so there's this guy. He's a he works for Real Social Dynamics. He's okay. a pickup artist coach, and he looks like
2: right.
0: uh, he looks like Jabba the Hutt's cousin.
2: Really?
0: He's super fat. Let me let me find. Okay. Uh, let me I- let me find this guy. Yeah. Okay. So his name is Luke with RSD. In fact, you could look on Instagram for Luke RSD. This guy is super fat. This is a, an unattractive man. And he does really well with women. And he uh, publishes he's not like Roosh, you know, Roosh just writes books about banging chicks, but this guy does oh my gosh. I wonder if this guy deleted his Instagram.
2: His, Luke with RSD.
0: Yeah, yeah. Try to look up Luke with R S D. This is
2: an Daniel?
0: Luke Daniel? No. Luke Daniel? May, uh maybe. Maybe. Um, Luke
2: RSD. Just Luke RSD, you
0: know? Yeah. Uh, So he was this guy who lived in Vegas, and he would just be out partying in Vegas and picking up chicks, and he looked like uh, a slightly younger version of Harvey Weinstein. Let me see if I can find him. Luke RSD. Shouldn't he be? He's
2: no longer on Instagram.
0: Oh, whoa. Whoa. Yeah, he's not on he's not on Instagram anymore. Let me see, Luke G Crow is that his real name? You know, with RSD they had this whole. Okay, okay. Okay, babe, take a look at this guy. Yeah. Let me find. Competition. There's competition Super Bowl, We came up with this great oh, idea and <laughs> to some other here in Miami. All these girls going to fly to Miami. There's anyway, Luke. The we don't want to see naked so girls. girls. We, we want, want to see Luke. So make some money and have a great time, and uh, we can see two- Oh, geez. where's so, Luke? I've got 30 of my new female we don't want to see men. oh wow. And ass. Uh, most before, of these so girls are excited pretty, to get this thing. pretty no, good. Look at Luke. Look at that fat guy. Where are the pictures? Where some uh. Some of his videos. So we're sitting here in Chicago in 2020, and what we're gonna do is take a time machine There's... back to 2002. Ew. See these guys? These guys are master seducers. Ew. Yes. Seriously? Really? Really?
2: Are these women delusional?
0: Yeah. So that they, they, they okay. So that's RSD Tyler and RSD Luke and. Uh, Tyler's actually in pretty good shape, but Luke is morbidly obese and, uh, he does, he has nonstop. I mean, if you want to waste a bunch of your time, you can go and watch a bunch of his videos. Although it looks like maybe he took his videos down because RSD had this weird shakeup thing. Um, you can find endless videos of this guy, like hooking up with pretty hot chicks in Vegas.
2: Are you sure he didn't pay them?
0: Yeah. Yeah. you know why I know that?
2: How do you know that?
0: Because it's way, way, way more difficult to hire beautiful women and get them to show up someplace on time and then than it is to actually just pick up drunk women in a nightclub.
2: Oh, they were drunk.
0: Well, yeah, the a a night
2: That's a very important detail that you have to add.
0: Well, I, I mean, probably most of them are drunk. He's picking up all these chicks in Vegas, so they're probably drunk. They're probably so they, on cocaine, so Molly, maybe.
2: Just craving for,
0: for Java the sex. Hutt's dick.
2: Yeah, they were probably just craving for anybody's dick.
0: Well, the point that I'm making is that someone like someone like Luke uh, disproves the the notion that women care a whole lot about looks. They care more about, if you watch this, if you watch this Luke guy, other than being morbidly obese, he has a lot of attractive male qualities. He's extremely social. He's really high energy. He's kind of got good style. Most mostly he's got really good social skills. Mostly he's got like really great, uh, he has a good social circle because he he lives there in Vegas. So the so there's something to what Roosh is saying, which is that uh, a man who's not beautiful can overcome that almost totally by doing personal development and all these other areas of their life. And you there's,
2: can. There are some women though who would not point a finger on him. Even, yeah. Even if he did all the RSD stuff in the world. Yeah. Just because he was so fucking a beast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I agree, and I think I I think women should be more selective about men's looks. You see, you know, you see women with guys that are like obviously really unhealthy, and they're gonna have all sorts of relationship problems because. Men who are obese, men who have bad diets, men who are lazy—they that is going to manifest in all sorts of relationship problems. So I would prefer that women were actually a bit more selective about about aesthetics and uh, looks, uh, but uh, they yeah. they aren't.
2: Well, I have always been very selective.
0: Well, that's why you're with me. <laughs> One um, of the most beautiful men in Bulgaria. <laughs>
2: Well, in my eyes, you're very attractive, John.
0: Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Anyone who wants to can call in and chit chat with us for a few moments, a few few uh, minutes on the cast box I also box want app. to say,
2: yeah. I also want to say that had I read Rusch's book, Lady, before meet, meeting Jonathan. Now we would not have been together because it wouldn't have worked out between us at all. I broke at least seven, eight, maybe 10 rules of ruches in that book. Mm -hmm. So in the first place, I asked Jonathan out on our first date. and And Ruch says that a woman should never ask a guy out on the first date, especially if she's over 30 and she's not in the prime of her beauty. Well, I was 31, guys, when I met Jonathan and I asked him out.
0: That's true. Yeah, it worked out. It worked out well. Yeah. I was going to ask you out, but you just did it first.
2: (laughs) Well, I couldn't wait another month. So, (laughs) you know... So that's why I did it. Also, like I said, I broke several of Roush's rules, mm-hmm. and I'm happy that I did because now I have the love and the commitment of a really great guy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you did it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You managed to accomplish what so many women <laughs> fail <laughs> so many. fail in doing. <laughs> that we that we that we hear from.
2: Yes. So. Maybe I'm an exception though. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, the book it was written in English obviously, so it was kind of more for a the Anglo-American western audience. So there's certain things that uh, there's certain things that are just not going to appeal to you in it that are probably more relevant to to that sort of audience. Cause there, I do believe I, everyone's always complaining about American women and British women, but I do believe that there's probably a lot of pretty decent American and British women that are out there that are totally yeah, frustrated sure. at not being able to find, find love. You know, they're, they're going on these dates and guys just seem to be into their video games and their weed. It It has to be, Totally frustrating. So, I do think that there is a need for more books for women about relationships that are coming from kind of that uh, traditional conservative kind of standpoint.
2: Yes, well, the stereotype in America and the UK is that women are fat. But if they're not, they have much better chances.
0: Okay, I think Owen is going to call in. Okay, not not RSD Owen, who we just <laughs> saw, but a different a different Owen. Okay, just a second. I think I should do this on my on my smartphone because the web version. Okay, Owen is asked to call
3: in. Yeah, hello hey what's up man how are you doing hey i was wondering what book eras is you're talking about sorry go ahead say that again uh, i was wondering what book is that you were talking about
0: Oh, yeah. So that was a book called Lady. And funnily enough, it was a book written by a pickup artist. Because there's this guy named Roosh V. He was a pickup artist for like 10, 15 years, seducing a bunch of women around the world. And then he decided that he should write a book for women. Because he was on the he was on the other, he was on the, the side of having a bunch of relationships and then the relationships never are turning into anything. And so he wanted to give some advice for women.
3: <clears throat> All right. It's Because um, I've been listening to Rolo Tomasi a lot lately and it sort of mm-hmm. sounded quite similar to yeah. that sort of narrative where it's talking a lot about um, women generally being more attracted to sort of, not the looks and the attitude and sort of the other aspects of the male as opposed to men that are more visual creatures i suppose
0: yeah i would say rollo is a bit more of a legit source because he has actually been married i think for like 20 years whereas
3: Roosh ruch, ruch has not
0: although i, I don't think rollo has any books for women
3: no, he doesn't. Yeah, they're all aimed towards men, but it, it sounded very similar. That's all. So I was wondering because I hadn't heard about who you were talking about. So sort of a new source of information to look into.
0: Yeah, uh, after Gargana read Roush's book, I'm I'm not sure if I would recommend that book for women because it just yeah it seemed to have some some over in it. Um, but maybe maybe in the future I can find a decent relationships book for women that i can recommend highly because it's it's something i'm not that familiar with
3: yeah it's quite interesting to sort of because there's a lot of advice out there for men isn't it for dating but there's not like you said anything sort of aimed towards women and how they should approach her i suppose
0: yeah, well, I'm sure there's a tremendous amount of advice for women, but I think it's probably pretty awful advice, <laughs> you know, for, 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 for the past, geez, for the past 20, 30 years, we've been in kind of this feminist uh, cultural milieu and the 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 state of dating is uh, as I understand it, as I understand it, talking to single guys, it just couldn't be worse. So I am I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm like an old fashioned kind of guy. I'm a traditional kind of guy. I got married. I think that that's the sort of thing that people should do. So I think that there will, yeah, they'll they'll be. Well this is what's going to kind of happen. There's going to be a there's going to be a tendency towards people that are more traditionally minded. I think kind of taking back the culture, because the we are the people that are more apt to actually reproduce. And the people that are in more of a postmodern type of paradigm, who are, you know, who see no difference between men and women, those people are not really, those people are not really reproducing. So I'm hoping that there's going to be a improvement in the in the future. I remain optimistic. What about you?
3: Um, I definitely agree with the current state of dating. It's terrible because I'm single and trying to date at the moment is like impossible. Everyone's just sort of seeking validation as opposed to actual dates and interaction. And with regards to um, sort of procreation, I think, yeah, I definitely agree with you that those people who insist that men and women are the same are sort of going to dwindle away as the more I'd say more sensible of us who can actually like think logically and see that there is clear differences and that there are actually positive differences are going to be the ones that are going to recreate and sort of yeah take back the power I suppose
0: Sure, tell us some of your dating experiences if you have any that come to mind Um...
3: Not too... Honestly, I've never cold approached a woman. That's like my biggest fear and something I'm sort of working towards at the moment. So I don't have any experience with that. But a lot of experience with like dating apps. And I tend to find that the women are happy to talk. But then as soon as you sort of initiate any form of things going further, like actually meeting in person... They almost seem to vanish.
0: Yeah, dating apps I see as totally unromantic because of the yeah. disproportionality in them. If you are a a just if you are a just barely attractive woman on a dating app, you're going to have hundreds. Maybe even thousands of potential suitors, guys that are hooking you up in there, or guys that are hitting them up. And so, you know, love, uh, love comes out of a bit of a sense of scarcity. People, people fall in love and they get committed and they take relationships seriously when they get a sense that they are not going to do better than the person that is in front of them. And so with these apps, you're just one of maybe a hundred guys that are in her inbox. So she's she's not going to take you very seriously.
3: Yeah, that's sort of what I've come to learn and why I'm working on personal development to be able to approach women in the real world. So that there's the, I suppose, something that sets you apart, that you've actually got the guts to go up and speak to women, and you're not just another guy sat behind a computer screen.
0: Sure. Have you gone out
3: with Wingman? Um, not in a while. A lot of my friends either have girlfriends or are married or something. So, at the moment, are you familiar with um Good Looking Loser? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm working through his... One of his programs to go out on my own to actually develop the confidence to do that.
0: Oh, okay. I think I know what you're talking about. So I would suggest that you try to find some wingmen who are actually not your friends, who are not your drinking buddies. Try to hook up. Remind me where you are in the world. In the UK. Okay. yeah. So you'll be able to connect with some RSD guys that are there in the UK. And when you go out with when you meet some random dude on the Internet with the express purpose of approaching women together, there's a motivational switch that flips in your head. And you'll, you'll find yourself being able to push through a bit of that approach anxiety. And I, I, under, I think I somewhat get uh, Chris's um, reasoning behind doing a cold approaching alone. But if, you're, if you've never done it before, you should do it with, uh, you should do it with a wingman. Go out with some guy with the express purpose of approaching women and you'll you'll chit chat with him. You and him will joke with each other. You'll get in a good mood together and then you'll kind of push each other into the interaction and you'll experience some some rejection. You'll get shot down, but there's something about the, you know, the camaraderie and the brotherhood of going out with another guy and doing it um it really does it really does make a difference so yeah i i'm sure uh i'm sure good looking loser has some some good stuff on this but find uh find another r s d guy in your area and go do it with him and i promise you it'll be like a lot of fun you won't regret it
3: yeah i suppose if you go with other guys it's probably like you said it's more fun it's not just I suppose even if you come away without picking up a woman, that way you've still sort of had a good time with the guys, whereas if you go on your own and you experience that rejection, rejection it's probably a lot tougher.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and uh, wingmen will hook you up with girls, too. I met my wife here. a are uh, an RSD wingman.
3: All right, what's, what is so, the RSD stuff? Because I haven't... I've sort of seen like the RSD just written after people's names, but I'm not really too familiar with what it is.
0: Yeah. So it's a personal development brand probably one of the more popular ones for men and they they have some pretty good actually in the past I followed a lot of their material I haven't I haven't lately but what's really beneficial with them is their facebook groups they have these facebook groups in basically every city in the world and you so you go onto facebook and you do a search on facebook for your city plus rsd inner circle and then sometimes you sometimes you need to do a little bit of internet sleuthing to find it but there will be a group of guys in your city sometimes it's not a big group of guys sometimes there's just a couple of guys and then you'll just post in there and say you know hey i'd like to go out and do some day game or some night game perhaps and then you'll have some guy that will respond to you, and then it's it's a little weird, it feels a little strange to go and meet some guy off the internet. But I've done it in a lot of places, and I've made some pretty good friends this way. So it's uh, yeah, it's something I'd suggest because it's. Uh, yeah we, you know we can bemoan all these things about feminism and about the how modernity has broken the sexual marketplace but until you like go out there and take some real chances you'll you, you'll expect if you go out there and take some chances you'll experience that it's it's really not quite as bad as people make it out to be
3: yeah I think um, like media and social media and everything gives us a sort of jaded opinion of what's actually going on in the world. And it is fascinating because like when you go out out and even just going out to a bar, you can see that it's not as bad as people make you sort of believe it to be.
0: Yeah. You, you walk into a bar and you know, nobody is dropping dead from the, from the (laughs) Corona People aren't, you know, killing and stabbing each other. It's mostly, you know, there's, there's, a lot of decent beautiful human beings out there in the world to connect with and as you you know you're doing other personal development stuff and when you combine that with taking some real risks then you'll you know the the synergies of the universe will begin to to start to work for you and you might connect with someone who's who's pretty decent
3: yeah, I think I'll, I'll definitely have to look for the for an RSD group local to me because it's quite difficult to find to find um, like-minded men just sort of by just approaching them in real life. If that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the internet is more
0: conducive to making these connections. Well, uh, good chatting with you. I am going to cut off this live stream because. I've got some, some eating to do here. I believe it's about dinner time. <laughs> I just finished
3: eating, so I'll let you go okay. and enjoy your meal. Okay, cool.
0: Have, have a productive week, man. Let me know about your uh, cold approaching. I hope to hear that you uh, get some cold approaches under your belt in the future.
3: Yeah, I definitely will have to. Thank you. Thanks, Jonathan. Enjoy your okay. day. Great. Look forward to a continued conversation with
0: everybody.